0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za.
1: I'm in conversation with Dr. Gibson Nube. We're speaking, of course, to Dr. Gibson Nube, a lecturer at Stellenbosch University, the SU Department of Modern Foreign Languages, who has been chosen to represent the university in the prestigious Future Professors Programme, the FPP, an initiative of the Department of Higher Education and Training. This is a group of lecturers from South Africa's 26 universities chosen to participate in the program and become leaders in their field. Let me bring Dr. Gibson Ngube into the conversation immediately. Dr. I was reading up on you today and an absolutely fascinating write-up about you. Uh, amongst others, you know, uh, how you grew up, when you began to start speaking, uh, what you studied and all sorts of things and what you write about as well.
0: Good evening, Dr. Gibson and Lube, How are you? Um, good evening, uh, Denzel, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you for having me.
1: Sure. Let me ask you something. At this particular point at 22 12 o'clock, would you normally be, you know, preparing for your class the next day or would you long be in bed already?
0: I would normally be long in bed, depending <laughs> on load shedding.
1: <laughs> depending on load shedding. You see what Cape Town does to you, uh, Dr. Kipson-Nurber, what Cape Town does to you, it puts you in the bed pretty early. Doctor, uh, let, 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 let me understand um, the significance of the initiative, firstly, the Future Professors uh, Program, um, you know, and, and, you know, people write about it and say a lot of things about it and call it prestigious. Um, are, you, are you, you know, happy? You know, I, I suppose you are, but, but is, it, is, it ro- is it a big deal? Let me ask you that. Is it really a, is it a big deal?
0: Um, I think it is. Mm. I think it's a very important program which capacitates, I think, academics from different universities around South Africa. Yeah. I think especially black and women um, scholars. Yeah. So I think it is a big
1: deal. Absolutely. So, so how do you, how do you, how do you get chosen? I mean, you, you don't choose oneself and I don't think you apply for it as well. I would also assume. So, so how does, how does the process work? So that, you know, when, when, when I look at this and I go, wow, okay, future professors program. And I think uh, professor it's administered by Dr. Uh, Jonathan Jensen as well. And yeah. uh, when I look at what it's supposed to achieve academic excellence and leadership qualities, of a carefully selected group of lecturing staff. So, of course, it is a big deal. But I wanted to get your perspective on it, of whether you considered it a big deal within, you know, the journey of academia that you are having.
0: Yes, definitely. I think um, it's not often where you get to be in a program where you are prepared to to become a very good scholar in your field mm. and also to be prepared um, to the professoriate. I mm. think it's a very unique program that um, they have here which is um, helping and capacitating different scholars um, sure. to, prepare, to prepare for the professoriate.
1: How, how does one engage it um, uh, in, in the sense, is, is, it, is it something that you have to drop what you're doing and, and head off with, with you know, 26, 27 other people and, and go and do for a particular period? Or is it something that you're know, you, uh, online-based? And, and, and How does the practicality of it work?
0: Okay, so the program has um, online sessions and also um, in-residence or in-person sessions. Mm. So the online sessions normally happen once a month, mm. in which um, like the group of of scholars that have been selected for this cohort yeah. um up with different coaches, and we get like um, training and workshops on different things like how to do research, where to publish. Um, our research, how mm. to engage other scholars in collaboration. So, mm. do we have the online, and then and then also I think three times in the year we meet in person. Sure. What do you want to get out of it, Doc?
1: What what, what what is it? I mean I mean there's there's a brief there's a brief to the course, but 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 you what what do you want to get out of it? And I and I ask that question not because I I, I just want to find out what you want to get out of it, because I've actually seen what you've written, I've actually seen what you've done, I've actually read up on who you are, uh, where you grew up, and how you studied, and 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 and, and, and how you got to Stellenbosch. And So I know all of that, and so I'm trying to work out in 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 my headspace here is how how does how does this reflect in your bigger journey what what do you want to get out of it
0: yeah um for me i think oftentimes when people get promoted to professors they often are not too sure what they should be doing in those positions mm-hmm. and I think this program is going to help me to to position myself in a better way to 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 work very well should I become a professor mm, mm. like how I can mentor students how I can collaborate with other scholars in South Africa and be your hand. Mm. yeah sure so so
1: let's let's talk about let's talk about you a little bit then um, and, and, and 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 an absolute interesting journey of and I don't want to dwell too long on it but uh, six first six years you 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 didn't utter a word in your in your first 6 or 7 years didn't utter a word for somebody then to go on and and become a a, a a language specialist of in essence is it is it still the seven languages that you speak i think it's uh four african and three international
0: um it's uh four international three uh, african yeah yeah so I speak English, French, Spanish, and Portuguese, and then Isindebele, Shona, and Sutu.
1: And the French happened for you at Stellenbosch?
0: Um, French happened in Zimbabwe, where I grew up. I sure. started learning French in high school. Right. And then I went on to do a first degree and a master's, also in Zimbabwe. Yeah. I only moved to Stellenbosch to do my to, PhD. Do
1: the, to To do the PhD here. Yes. So so okay. So that that's talking about the 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 um, you know academia part of things. But but mm-hmm. modern foreign languages. Ex- mm-hmm. Explain it to somebody who's doing a one hundred and one on on that particular terminology. Foreign languages, yes, modern foreign
0: languages. Uh, that's interesting. So normally they refer to, well, languages like French and German are considered modern in comparison to classical languages like like Hebrew like Greek like Latin mm-hmm. so they are modern in comparison to okay in the comparison
1: yes they old age languages but in comparative to for example greek uh greek then 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 yeah then it might They're be quite modern Then it might be quite modern <laughs> yeah okay so, in the department of modern foreign languages, what what specifically does the good doctor do do there? Uh, is it is it to 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 teach, uh, not not per se to teach languages? I would I would I would suggest, but to teach the broader aspects around the, the, the whole cultural the the living experiences of languages.
0: Exactly. So, I teach uh, different modules in language acquisition. In literature, in culture, in communication, so it's the full range of um, different parts of of acquiring a language. So it's not just acquiring the grammar of the language, but yeah. also the cultural nuances that that come with learning a, a language. Mm. Sure, yeah. And
1: and and we, and the writing aspect is it separate to to the academia part of you? Because in, in the writing aspect and the, and the kind of writing that you've done, uh, the, the, the sort of s- scope that you've, that you've used is, is, is quite broad and, and doesn't, doesn't keep you or corner you to, to particularly languages. And, and, and I'll use an example for, uh, as, as I go about uh, uh, arguing that particular point. Mugabe's mm-hmm. Fall from Grace, yeah. Satire and Fictional Narratives – uh, where where the, the media, you know, would judge him as fit as a fiddle, unscathed by the ravages of age and, and, and et cetera. Um, is, is that part of uh, the academia part of it, or is that a leaning towards wanting to write about the country you come from or the political space as you observe it, and or, you know, you know dabbling in the political space? You know, that that particular, you know, writing of yours, how, how yes. does it connect? Or is it,
0: or is it something you do because it is who you are? So um, normally academics are required to do three, three main things, to teach, obviously, and to engage with communities and to mm. also do research to write. Right. So, so it's part of the job. And for me, my entry point to understanding different things is the use of language. Yeah. How people manipulate language, for okay. example, to think of politics. How people use language to think of gender and sexuality. Uh-huh. And yeah. and and I
1: suppose in this case, how m- media and/or other would have used a particular narrative uh, around around Mugabe to to portray him as a particular individual, and and that would be the strength of of that particular uh uh um the strength of that writing and the strength of that particular depiction then of him being this 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 person and and language being the, 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 the method to do that.
0: Yes, definitely. So so language can be used for different ends and my interest is to to think through the different ways in which uh people manipulate and use language to okay. to achieve different
1: things. Mm. And, and 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 compelled to perform in the oppressors language. Uh Ndebella performing artists, Zimbabwe Shona uh, Center habitus. they the compelled to perform in, in the oppressors language. And I'm and I'm just picking on the few that that, that that just attracted me by by virtue of maybe their introduction as well. Um what's that all about?
0: Um so I come from the southwest of Zimbabwe in Bulawayo. Right. And Generally, that region of the country has been marginalized. So for artists, for singers who come from that region, they're compelled to sing in the dominant language of the country, which is Shona. Mm. So to make it in the country as a musician, you have two options, to either come to South Africa mm. and perform
1: in isiZulu,
0: or to perform in Shona in Zimbabwe.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I got
1: you. So the, 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 the economic, the economic of that as well.
0: Yes, and, definitely. So it makes economic sense to, to sing in the dominant language, which will have more um, people listening to your music, for example. Yeah.: Yeah. Okay,
1: so there's one more I chose. Um, uh-huh. and, and I'm going to, and uh, would, would you be able to guess which one particularly, maybe uh, just out of the blue, think about what you've written and maybe just, just give it a guess as to which one I would have chosen. It would
0: uh, be, be so cold. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, I've chosen, I've chosen the Mugabe one. I've chosen uh-huh. the compelled to perform in the oppressor. Wh- which do you think is the the, the, the third one I've chosen?
0: Um... Would it be something on queer sexualities?
1: Well, well, it's this one: the oddities of being a woman mm-hmm. in politics in Zimbabwe—eternal, yeah. eternal mothers, whores, uh, or witches. Yeah, and and I find now, now I have to say something to you. Uh, sometimes when I when I do documentaries on this particular platform. 'cause I, I dabble in documentaries as well. And I find language is such a, a a way of 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 expression when you have to do particularly radio documentaries, you've yeah. you've got to really, really, you know, treat the language uh, as something different because you're trying to create something that the 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 person who's listening to it needs to almost visualize. And when I yeah. look at when I look at the titles you've given the the the, the to to some of your writing I'm I'm absolutely at the point where I, I, I think to myself, I need to almost steal that. I want to steal that. It's just how, <laughs> the, the the interesting aspect of coming up with the titles that then match the, the, the content and the writing, is that deliberate? Um, that, that you you've you've gone that particular route? Do you do you find that you've got to be aggressive in the way that you 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 know introduce your 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 content?
0: Um well, for most of my titles I, I draw them from from what I'm analyzing so in this case, I was analyzing the role of um women in in the Zimbabwean political space, yeah. and those keywords kept kept popping up whenever women politicians were were being discussed or were being uh talked talked about so the most common was that um uh, that women politicians were were witches or that they're wars and that if they were not that mm. they were on the other extreme of the of, of the spectrum, they were mm. extremely good mothers. Yeah. So I looked at a few uh politicians, women politicians from Zimbabwe,
1: mm. who
0: embody these different aspects. Mm.
1: Let me yeah. let me I, I found it I found that absolutely interesting and I can tell you, Doctor, I'm going back to that specific to that specific page and I'm going to be reading there and then maybe I come back to you at some particular point and I say, can we have a broader conversation? Because you know, um, I'm well, me myself interested in, in the political space as well. But in all of this in all of these threads that you've written about here, there's obviously the sense of politics as well and that 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 comes to the fore. Um let me just go back to 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 what you said and when you said you would have chosen something that would have been around the queer and the lgbtq you know grouping uh you you spend a lot of time on that and 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 you know you you you're very passionate about you know uh literature in that particular connection and 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 how it relates to the african continent per se so so how, you know why? Why do you why do you find that you need to write more about that and educate people more about that? Um, in 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 a sense, is it because people don't have an understanding of it, or people don't know of it, or is it to make an awareness of it?
0: I think to begin with is to is to raise awareness of um, the fact that such kinds of sexualities do exist. Yeah. in Africa, and they've always existed in Africa.
1: Yeah, and so you do make and you do make that point. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think oftentimes when the sexualities are considered, they are viewed as being foreign to the continent, mm. which unfortunately is not true. What is rather foreign to the continent is homophobia, which yeah. came with um, um, Christianity, for example. Yeah, yeah. I think it's raising awareness and also um, giving visibility to 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 lives which are often marginalised in, mm. in different African contexts. Mm. Does
1: does does what's going on in Uganda then you know stipulate something that has interested you and 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 needs then to 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 be contextualized in some form of a document or, or you know or that you need to write about just watching what's going on particularly now when when you know when, when you talk about queer and gender uh studies on the african continent and 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 the african context per se the the the, the, the whole recent you know development in 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 uganda would that be something that would you know uh uh just just prick on your on your on your on your interest scale and say, "Yeah, let me just see how this is moving along and and how language plays a particular role in in this regard
0: ah uh, yes definitely, so it's interesting that in spite of these different waves of homophobia which are often state um uh, baked it's interesting that um there's been a a budgeting body of, of, of literary texts coming out from from places like Nigeria, mm. from Kenya, from Uganda. So I'm really interested in what makes this possible. Mm. How is it possible to have so many literary texts coming from those countries mm. that have very harsh laws? Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's thinking also how in these different parts of of Africa, there isn't Mm. really much of a reading culture and writers don't feel threatened, for example, compared to filmmakers would have, I think, a horrific time uh, making
1: films in in those places. Mm. Doctor, as I end the conversation, I, I I picked up on on one particular interesting um um segment. Uh, a lot of people who write on queer and gender studies, you know, um, talk about queer and and gender and the and and you know and 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 the group, um, and then you did your thesis on none, the none um. No, uh, non-normative non-normative sexualities in North Africa. Yeah, non-normative sexualities, and and I read that and I thought, I've never heard that wording before. Non-normative sexualities in Northern Africa. Is that a a a general descriptive, you know, way of 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 talking about you know different sexuality? Or, you know, is it something that you, you know, um, found and found a place to find a word and then make that word something that you could write about? Non-normative sexuality, uh, that particular aspect. I I, I don't find it a commonplace when people do write about queer and and gender.
0: Yeah, I think my use of the term uh, stemmed from the fact that... um, in countries of not, from North Africa, the terms like gay or queer mm. or lesbian do not exist. Okay. So what you have are men who have sex with men, for example, who don't necessarily consider themselves gay. Yeah. So I think the question of coming up with terms that speak to specific contexts is is important instead of imposing I think foreign terms into mm into spaces and regions where these terms do not make sense at all. Mm. So I think that's why I use the term non-normative because Mm. what you have is what is considered the norm heterosexuality. And then what you have on the fringes of this norm are different sexual and gender performances, which do not necessarily um, conform to, to the norm. Sure. Yeah. Dr. Gibson Lube, I have to say thank
1: you for joining us here on Power Perspective tonight.
0: Thank you so much, Denzel, for the time and for and, having me.
1: And Dr Dr. Gibson Lube, I have to say so much that I've just read up on you and and so much reading that now needs to be done. That I'm I'm forced to want to bring you back at a particular time in the future and just you know pick a topic of what what obviously would 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 interest me and intrigue me and then bring you back as a guest and say can we talk about one two and three please so that that obviously is something I want to do in the future so uh, I, I I really want to do that I just find that either within your the writing within your content within, you know, the way you've gone about all of this and the studies that you're particularly doing uh, just have particularly raised an interest. And, and, and so I need to bring you back to, to contextualize some of the other stuff that, that of course, you, you're writing about and that you're engaged in.
0: It will be a pleasure. Thank you so much.
1: Dr. Kipson Ngube, of course, is a lecturer at Stellenbosch University, Department of Modern Foreign Languages.